Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burned out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. Today's episode is a great one, okay? I know I say that every week, I might be a little bit biased, but I really do feel that way, especially about these most recent recordings. I'm very excited for you guys to hear them all. I'm also going to New York next month and I think I'm batch recording another nine episodes. Going to Austin next week, hopefully, and I'm batch recording some more. I mean, this show... It's really going places, okay? Speaking of going places, it's also going on YouTube because we are now also a YouTube show. I'm a YouTube girl through and through. It's my roots, it's my home, it's where I started. I also just personally love watching like podcast shows on YouTube. That's pretty much what I have on in my house all day, every day because I work from home by myself. It's very lonely, it's very isolating. And these people on these podcasts feel like my friends. So if you guys need that, I'm also watching on YouTube. I will have that linked below. Recently, across social media, I was talking a little bit about being in a funk. I feel like this happens every summer. Normally, summer kind of hits me and makes me a little bit miserable. I'm not going to lie. Like when people talk about seasonal depression in the wintertime, I actually tend to feel that in the summertime. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't like the heat. I think it's also that there's a bit less of structure in the summer. I don't know. I've been trying to like put my finger on it for about eight years now. And there's just something about summer that I don't love as much, but I do love summer. And honestly, this summer has been a lot better. And it wasn't until recently that I feel like this weird summer slump kind of hit me. I was really out of my routine. I've been traveling a bunch and, you know, I don't know. I was feeling unmotivated. I wasn't feeling myself. You know, we all get in these little slumps as I like to call them. Also guys, side note, I am about 0.2 seconds away from putting a baby sticker on my front door. So people stop knocking on my door. It really disrupts the inner peace that I strive to have. And I need people to stop knocking on my door. I get too many packages. I don't leave my house. I don't run errands. I order everything online. It's really disrupting my peace. So I'm actually about to put a little baby sticker on my door. What if like someone picks me up for a date or something and they see that? Like, what do you even do? You know, I don't know. Well, anyways, back to what I was saying. I was in a slump. I wasn't feeling my best. And you know, after these almost 24 years on earth, what? I turned 24 on Sunday. So, you know, you do the math. 24 years on earth. I finally know what makes me feel better. And that is one early morning workouts. I love a good workout class. I work from home by myself, as I've said 3000 times. So I'm very isolated throughout the day. I love getting out of my house, having a reason to leave, having a reason to wake up early that holds me accountable. Also being around people, even if I'm not even going with a friend that morning, 
just being around people even if I don't really talk to them. There's something about an early morning workout class. It honestly, it puts an extra pep in my step. These are the things that I need for me to feel healthy and to feel good and to not get into these weird slumps, okay? I started going to Core Power in Dallas and I will say their yoga sculpt class is the closest to my favorite Matt Pilates class at Hot Pilates in LA. I love that studio. I really honestly train with Daylet now. That was the teacher that I love. She's not even there anymore, but I love those workouts. It's my favorite workout in the entire world and yoga sculpt is the most similar. I have been on quite the search for um, workout instructors in Dallas who also don't play 2012 top 40. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to work out to Lady Gaga I love Lady Gaga, like no offense, but like I need current rap or even like SoundCloud rap, like something, right? And so I have found a few, thank God. That was really on my, um, you know, my prayer list, if you will. Very big deal to me. So anyways, I have been going back to early morning workout classes and that has really helped me. The second thing is that I have been getting coffee in the morning throughout the week with friends. I find that I'm a little bit antisocial throughout the week because I'm just a little more zoned in. I'm focused, you know, I like going to bed at 8 p.m. and I like reading, okay? Like those are those are some things about me. I'm either... I'm either 70 or I'm 17. There truly is no in between and I'm working on it. I just don't think that I'll ever arrive there. So I've been going and getting coffee with friends in the morning, which is also great because it starts my day on a better foot rather than, you know, saying I'm going to wake up early, do an at-home workout and just like kind of, you know, snoozing my alarm and then getting up and wondering why I'm like miserable because I haven't like moved my body or seen anyone. You know, I've, I've made some changes and I'm here to report. I feel incredible, so much better. So if you guys are in a slump, Pick two things that you know will make you feel better and commit to doing those and see where it gets you. Let me know. Also, I know I haven't talked about this that much in the podcast, but we have a phone number that you guys can call in. So if you guys want to be a part of the show, share your craziest stories that you have, any funny things, any great things that have happened to you. I would love to know if you got like a promotion in a new relationship, like whatever it is, like we're family. I would love for us to catch up at the end of every episode. Even if you need advice, questions, whatever, call 866-99-IOYSM, leave a voicemail, and then I will get back to you at the end of each episode. So be sure to do that. As always, be sure to join the mailing list for the newsletter, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, but without further ado, today we have Katie Austin on, who I absolutely love. I went on her show, Austin AF. That's also on YouTube. Go check it out. It was really fun. But if you guys are unaware and living under a rock, Katie Austin is a fitness enthusiast, author, blogger, model, most recently Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, and an inspiration to millennial girls all over the world. She's the daughter of Denise Austin, who is honestly a fitness legend. So we're going to talk about her mother and just looking up to such a strong, honestly, leader in the space and entrepreneur. We're going to talk about being a D1 athlete, confidence. I think you guys are really going to like this episode. I really admire her work ethic. So I wanted to get down to the nitty gritty of like her routines, how she structured things, how she scaled things. You know, I love her. You guys will love her too. Without further ado, let's welcome Katie onto the show. Okay. So really glad that you're here. I feel like we've already hung out for so long. Yeah. It's been about five minutes. <laughs> I know. Literally, I already know you. Yeah, we're already Thanks here. for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Oh, also, we are recording a podcast for hers as well, which yes, I probably I'm already so said on this intro, which we're I'm very excited. Down. Yeah, we're busy. We're booked and we're busy today. Yes. Um, speaking of, I want to talk about work ethic with you specifically. Okay. It's Morgan Yates. I know that I've heard like three different things with you of people being like, Morgan Yates says you're the hardest worker she knows. Oh, that's so nice of her I just want to hear your daily routine oh, like that's man. what I want to get in like very specifics like what you do 
if there's like podcasts that you listen to or books that you've read or people that you really look up to, I need to know everything. Yeah. Well, first up, I feel like we live in this social media crazy world where you always have to be busy and stay on top of it because we don't have a boss. And so Mm -hmm. we have to push ourselves to be busy and create our own schedule, which I think is almost one of the hardest parts about starting what we do um, because no one's telling us what to do and no one's giving us a schedule. So we have to create our own schedule. And it's taken me a while to understand how to create this calendar for myself. Um, I still struggle with it because every single day is different. But what I like to do, is have full content days. So tomorrow will be a content day for like my own digital stuff, like my app and my Instagram, my YouTube. And then uh, Thursday is like my studio day for my show. And so like, I have to really make sure every day is for the same topic and focus on one thing. Yeah, I love doing that. Yeah, so every day really is different. So when someone says, okay, what's your daily routine? I wake up at the exact same time every day and, and go to bed the exact same time. Wait, okay, go into that. Go into like morning and night routines and exactly when you wake up. Okay. So I wake up at 6.45 every morning and I go to bed around 11, I would say every night. And my sleep routine is so important to me besides on weekends, on Friday and Saturdays. This is where (laughs) I'm really failing because I will go to bed at 9 p.m. on a weekday and I'll wake up early and weekend I got home at 4 a.m. Oh yeah. But I had a flight. Like what's wrong with me? Yeah. I'm so messed up from it. Yeah. Yeah. And so weekends like on, on Saturday night, I went to bed at 3.30. So it's a little different there. And it takes me a while to get back into routine, but I have to have that routine of like going to bed and waking up at the same time. By the way, huge girl on sleep. Like if I don't get my sleep, I'm nothing. Do you have like any, the aura ring or anything? I actually am getting it next week. That's so funny you said that. I am considering ordering. I was thinking about it today. I'm like, do I just buy it now? My mom is obsessed okay. with it and checks it every day. So I'm getting it next week. Funny you said that. Emily DiZanato came on the show. She's a model. Love her. Yeah. She was telling me, she's like, Kinsey, you need this. Cause I kept talking to her about sleep and stuff. She's like, no, you literally have to buy the aura ring. That's what you need. Yeah. Okay. And it's like so subtle. Yeah, it's, just a it's ring. really sleek. So it's perfect. Um, but yeah, wake up at 6.45 every day. I am a morning workout person. If I wait till the afternoon, I lose all dedication, all interest. And I'm so freaking lazy. So I have to work out in the morning. And then honestly, my workout the morning pumps me to like be really busy and productive. I don't know if you feel I the same way, agree. but yeah. working out makes me more productive. I have to get movement in the morning or else I'm just not productive at all. I, I will literally get half of what I would get done on a, versus like if I worked out, I would get double. A hundred percent. So yeah. And then I just get started, whether it's computer work, whether it's filming, uh, whether it's doing workout videos or editing, I edit my own videos right now, which I am looking for an editor. (laughs) It's hard. Do you edit your own videos? Half of them. Okay. I don't edit any of the podcasts. So like that's That's the best part. And then I edit my own vlogs, but I don't edit any sit down videos or anything like that. But I'm so vlog heavy that I feel like I kind of need to give that over soon. But it's just so hard with vlogs because they're so much more personal to me that I just feel weird. That's the hard thing I'm struggling with right now is giving up a little bit of my business. Yeah. I need help and I need someone to help me, but I'm sure you feel the same way. Like what we do is like us mm-hmm. and our brand is us. And so it's hard to have other people helping sometimes. Yes. I have a, a very hard time with giving things up. Like I keep saying I'm going to hire someone else. I already have one person who edits and does so many things, but that's like virtually remote, not virtually, whatever, same thing. (laughs) I struggle with that. And then on the vlog and two, I'll have like other people in my life in the vlog and I know what they're okay with and what they're not okay with. Yes. So that's my other control thing with it. It's like, oh, they wouldn't want this and I'm cutting it out, you know? Totally. And the time it takes to explain to someone what I want is the exact same amount of time it's going to take me to edit it. Yeah. So that's how I feel. It's this never ending cycle because long term it would 
100% make more sense to explain it and hire them. Totally. But in right now where I'm thinking, I'm like, absolutely not. Right. I completely agree. So I'm sure you can agree with me as well. Every single day is different and that's what makes it so exciting. And I think that's also why I can continue to work so hard because every day is different and, and exciting. Don't get me wrong. There's days where I literally don't work and I don't want to do anything. Like yesterday was a Sunday and I did not even touch my phone. And I I need those days that are completely off social media as well to kind of make sure that I'm never really hitting that plateau. But yeah, every day is different. And especially when you're doing something that you love, it is so easy to stay motivated. All right, guys, a quick break to talk about one of my favorite sponsors, BetterHelp. Like I mentioned earlier, I turned 24 this weekend. And if there is one thing that got me through my 23rd year of life specifically, it is therapy. I am very, very, very passionate about therapy. And I've just seen what it's done for me in my life. And honestly, even like my friends around me and my family, and I couldn't be more pro therapy if I tried, honestly. So if you guys have something that is interfering with your happiness or something that is preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're able to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. You're able to send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is why I'm so behind BetterHelp because I love that they are making it more accessible. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, you name it. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. You guys can even check out testimonials posted daily on their site. So many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you guys to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kinsey. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. Do you have a time that you start work every day? 
or is it all over the place? I shoot off emails by 7 a.m. sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm the annoying one. And I'm on the treadmill and I'm doing emails sometimes. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is probably not healthy. No, yeah. not at all. And and I wake up and <laughs> no, I kind of get all. a little, no, it's not. I get really anxious yeah, about how too. many emails I have because 100%. sometimes I finish work at like 4 p.m. the night before. And my management company likes to send emails at like 8 p.m. sometimes. And I'm like, there needs to be a cutoff time for me because I can be the type of person who can work at like 10 p.m. And my boyfriend gets so annoyed with me like, okay, get off your phone. We're enjoying dinner. And so when I wake up early, that's when I feel definitely most productive. Honestly, I work hard, but I finish work at like 4 p.m. every day. I really do. Yeah, but that's like fine. I also think that people are so obsessed with the concept of being busy. Yes. And that doesn't, busyness is not necessarily even productive, but it's also doesn't equate to success. So I'm always asking people, I'm like, what do you do? Especially when we do similar things, because we have to set it up ourselves. So I'm always like, what's your routine? How do you do this? Like, how do you handle emails? How do you, just certain random things? Because if I can learn a small thing from someone else, that's going to save me an hour a day. I'm going to do that. You know, you don't need to be working from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day at all. And also, I think half the time that's actually counterproductive. I have recently become super against hustle culture. I'm so against it. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and some people like, I actually used to be this way. So I'm really contradicting myself. If you, if you followed me since like 2018, you're like, you were like this, but I would wake up and I'd be like, I'm doing this day. I'm traveling here. I'm doing this. I'm so busy. I'm good. What's my end goal here? And I would just create more anxiety for me. I would get, you know, like honestly really lonely at times because I was just working it's so really hard isolating. and really isolating, especially us. We work alone most of the time. Yeah. Time. And so I have really tried to create more of a balance with my life, which sounds so obvious, but I think in our 20s, it's very hard to kind of realize what's important, what you need to focus on. And we're all in such different, you know, areas of our lives in our 20s and just figuring it out. And so I'm really happy that I'm in a, a spot right now where I can say I work really hard, but I don't work like insane hours. You don't like all. live to work. Like no, yeah. no, no, no. And like, you know, you have to realize what actually matters in life. At 100%. the end of the day, are you going to be remembered by your career? Absolutely not. You're going to be remembered by how, you know, how you made people feel. And so that's what I've really tried to take back. And on, honestly, I uh, probably shouldn't be saying this, but this last year with, with everything going on with the pandemic, it really taught me that. And, and I'm thankful for it. I yeah. Am. I say all this because I was the same way. I had a really unhealthy relationship with work for a long time. And it took me probably two years to really get to a place where I feel like I actually have healthy boundaries and I can guard my mental health at the same time because our job, honestly, it's not even the hate on social media and nothing like it's really not that it's the not having structure and being alone all day. That kind of will make me go crazy, but that's all I did for so long. It's all I cared about. And same with me, like now, especially this year, I'm like, I actually want a life again. Like I'm home. I'm with my friends that I've had for forever. And now I actually am like going out and I'm living life as like a normal 23 year old. And for so long, I thought I was 40, you know? So now I'm like like 23. Yeah. I'm 23. You are a a baby. I'm always the youngest of everyone around me. Even earlier, they were like, oh my God, you're only 23. I'm like, you're only 24. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I'm 27. And I'm like, 23 is like, whoa, that's really It's honestly encouraging though, because I feel like with social media at any age, and I don't think this about anyone else, but I'll be like, I'm already 23. And I've only recently switched to I'm only 23. Right. Because I think 
think is someone like me as a 27 year old and I see all these like TikTokers for like 19 and making millions and like millions of followers. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so old. And and I literally said to like some of my older friends and they're like, are you kidding me, Katie? You're only 27. This is insane. But in my perspective, in the social media world, 27 is like, whoa, you're really old. (laughs) But you're not. It's just this weird mind game that I feel like we're probably always, I don't know, maybe this isn't just a social media thing. Maybe this is across the board and we just don't know because we just talk to people in our fields. I think it's just like something that you're always like putting in the back of your mind. Yeah. Especially when you're like a high performer and you want to achieve, it's really difficult. Completely agree. Completely agree. I want to talk about SI though. Congrats, by the way. That's so big. So So what was the process? I love the TikTok um, of you calling your mom. I was going to cry. It was so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. How does that even happen? Okay. So basically Sports Illustrated Swimsuit came out with Swim Search. It's hard to say. Swim Search in 2017 was their first open call. And basically, if you don't know what that is, never before it could be open to the public. You have to have an in-person casting like through an agency. This uh, was the first time four years ago that anyone could apply online. You send in a video, you post it online, you take part in like their challenges online, their hashtags and everything like that. And you make a video on why they should choose you. So I did this first in 2017 and I obviously didn't get it. And I continued just to like try to be a part of the brand for a very long time during quarantine and COVID. I actually did all their live workouts every Monday for almost 10 months. I did a live workout on their platform. So while doing that, I was auditioning for swim search. And so I made a video and this time before that, my videos, my audition videos were literally just like me talking to Karen, like, hi, here's why you should pick me this time. I went all out. I hired a videographer. Like I edited the video. I made a whole entire script with it to really show my personality. And I played sports in college. And so I basically made it like a really sporty video because I'm also a sports host as well. That's like my background. And so I decided to make a video, went like hard on it. And I first had that idea last July, July, 2020, posted August, 2020, finally got the call that I got it. March, 2020 shot with SI with Utsai May of this year. And now walking in Miami swim week in July and our launch is end of July. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. That's the process. And there's obviously so much more that goes into it, but those are just kind of like the dates and and everything. So it's a really long process. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been really, really exciting. That is so exciting. That's huge. That's literally like, you can't really go bigger. Thank you. you. That's incredible. Thanks so much. I want to talk about being a collegiate athlete. Oh yeah. I hear a lot of horror stories now. Oh yeah. Especially from friends that I have. I mean, like they're in like intense therapy now. Like it's really, really bad. Did you have a good experience? Like, no. what was your, okay. Yeah. I did not have a good experience. I literally don't know one person no. who has. And I'm sure I just am not talking to them, but you know. No, I will say this before I start complaining. I do want to preface it and say, I am so grateful because I... <laughs> My mom would kill me if she heard me say this, but like I did not get into USC on my academic. I was a really, really good lacrosse player. And so I'm very thankful for that because, you know, I was good at sports and that's how I got into school because I was on scholarship and I did play lacrosse since I was seven years old. I also want to say that because you know what? You never know at the USC these days. You know what I mean? And people are like, what do you mean by that? You didn't get in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I meant I was really, really good at lacrosse. So that's how I got in. You know what I mean? So my grades weren't, you know, up to par to get into USC. You got in on your athletic scholarship Scholarship. that you played since you were seven. Since I was seven. Your high school team was like top two. I saw you post that the other day. Yes. My high school team was always top three in the nation. And so basically I've had run tests since I was 
12 years old, Virginia. Okay. So random. So I'm from Virginia and I play lacrosse since I was seven. By the time I got to college, I was so burnt out and I really hated my life. If you knew me in college, my freshman year, I literally I say this not very lightly. I, I was depressed yeah. because lacrosse took over my life. My sister was a senior at USC and I saw how much fun she was having at frat parties, like boys, like, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you were just get to college and I couldn't do any of that. My coaches wouldn't let me join a sorority. And so it was really tough because I already knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a sports host. That was like my end all be all. And so it was hard to put in six hours a day of a sport where it's not getting you anywhere. I understand for someone like a basketball, women's basketball, or, you know, soccer or tennis, you want to put in that work because you can become a professional athlete and make a lot of money. For me, I was like, wait a second, am I going to become a coach and make 40 grand a year? Yeah. What the fuck am I doing? Um, I already know what I want to do and I'm in Los Angeles. I'm from Virginia and I'm living in Los Angeles now. This is BS. And so I was really, really not okay. And it was constant competition, constant pressure of like who's starting. And like, honestly, I was just really unhappy. And so I, I ended up quitting. And so I ended up quitting and I had, you know, two more years of college to be able to focus on what I really wanted to do. And I will never be more thankful that I quit my sport in college because I got to start like my career as a junior in college. Are you kidding me? Like mm-hmm. that was insane. I had internships. I had, I was at the sports broadcast show. If I graduated with not one thing to my name, because I was so focused on lacrosse, I would have been yeah, years so behind. And so I'm really grateful I, I quit. And I know I'm not supposed to like say that encouraged quitting, but like it is. No, quitting. I think that's an important topic because it's not encouraged, you know, and not that we're telling you to quit, but I think it's just a, the broader idea of like different people have different paths and sometimes that's the right decision. It's just such an interesting topic because I think for so many people, their whole dream in life is to be a college athlete. And I never even thought about the fact that once you get there, so many people are unhappy. Yeah. It's just it's hard. hard. It's, it's really, really hard. hard. And, and now, you know, I'm 27. So, you know, what was this? Like, eight years ago, you don't talk much about mental health. Yeah. You suck it up. You get on that field and it does not matter. Nowadays, I feel like coaches are a little bit more inclined to like ask you how you're doing and get a therapist and the school is like under a little bit more liability for mental health issues, which I'm so, so on board with. Um, so that's great. But again, eight years ago, that really wasn't the case. It was more like suck it up and be strong. And something that really, really messed me up was our training coaches. This is why I had so much anxiety is I would get to practice and practice was early in the morning and they wouldn't tell us what we're doing that day. So every day was a surprise. And that fucked me up because I didn't know if it was going to be a six mile run test, 300s test, or just a light lift day. Like I had no idea. So it really mentally prepared me for anything in life. I will say that grateful for that uh, mental strength, but at the same time, it's just not worth it for me. Life is officially happening again, which means we are wearing real clothes. We are booked and we are busy people. We are back in our real clothes. We are leaving the house. We have things to do and we have people to see. I don't know about you guys, but when I started wearing real clothes again and not sweatsets every day, I felt like I forgot how to dress. Like I didn't even know what to wear or even what I wanted, okay? So I need to put you guys on to something. It's Newly, which is a monthly clothing rental subscription. So every Newly subscription includes your choice of any six styles you want to rent each month. That's actually a lot, guys. You choose whatever you want for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. You have access to thousands of styles from more than 100 brands. 
They have everything from party dresses to premium denim and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly stock styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes up to 5X plus maternity. They also carry labels like for Love and Lemons, Love Shack Fancy, Free People Anthropology, and more. I don't know about you guys, but if I wear like a Love Shack Fancy piece, I feel like that is such a statement. It's one of those things that I'm probably not going to wear a ton. I would much rather rent it and save money than buy the item like, you know, at the store. They also have fast free shipping and returns in professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Guys, that means that's no laundry for you to worry about. What a plus. You also have the option to buy what you love at a discount, which is sometimes up to 75% off. I love it because of the savings. Like I said, if I want, you know, a Love Shack fancy piece, I save money by just renting it and not having it just, you know, sit in my closet after I feel like I've already worn it because it is such like a statement. Newly shared closet helps curb that must buy something new feeling you get when you're just going to exciting events, right? It's also fun. Newly is designed to give you everything you need to get inspired, get creative and explore your style. You're able to check out new trends, silhouettes, and sizes without any commitments. It's also really flexible. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or freeze to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. Your life needs to be flexible and Newly gets it. So Newly is already at a great value of $88 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code I love you 20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code I love you 20 at sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's newly N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code I love you 20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. I want to talk about you and your mom. I love the content together. Um, is it cool that you're in like similar spaces? So cool. What was it like growing up with a mom who was like so into this world and okay. like fit and healthy? So normal and so nothing different than anyone would think because we lived in Virginia. Such a normal life, even though my mom did travel I would say once a month to film her show for a week. And so, you know, it was really cool growing up and every time we would travel or be in the airport or the grocery store, you know, women would come up to her um, and be like, you literally like saved my life. I'm so, so thankful I found you and you saved my life. You had me lose like 50 pounds, blah, blah. It was very gratifying to watch my mom help other people so much. Just a side note, if you don't know who my mom is, she had her own TV show for 26 years. She holds the record for um, how many workout videos sold globally. Wow. And so, she was a really real pioneer in the fitness industry. Um, she was on Lifetime for 14 years, ESPN for 12, I want to say. Honestly, if you asked me in the beginning like we're about hard work, she is the one key to working hard. And I feel like it was really awesome to grow up with a mom who was so ambitious and so hardworking and telling me I can be successful in any industry that I, I want to do. That is really cool. And also just entrepreneurial in general. Oh, for sure. She created her own path. Yeah. So, especially you know. Especially then. Yeah. Especially yeah. then. People, she told people she wanted to like, you know, have her own fitness team show and she got so many no's she called the today show 48 times like she I literally was so ambitious she created her own career and so obviously having a successful dad really helps as well but to have your mom mm -hmm. be so ambitious and entrepreneurial taught my sister and I like really hard work ethic it's also so cool because the industry that we're in is also so new but she has really like pioneered a different wave so I can only imagine like how helpful that has to be to have a mom that like gets it 
way more than anyone else would, but also has like practical, tangible advice. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also just cool to have my mom, a fitness legend, be so much of my my best friend, but also a mentor to me and Mm -hmm. like introduce me to so many people. I will say the only bad thing about following in her footsteps is getting hate that I have it so easy. And so that's another driver that makes me work harder because everyone's like this. She's just doing exactly what her mom does and you'll never be your mom. Like good luck. While your paths are similar in the spaces, it's totally different. Oh my God. Like what you guys do is actually very opposite, you know? Totally, totally. She had VHSs and DVDs and, and honestly, she'll admit it to this day. It was her, Jane Fonda and Richard Simmons, you know? And Mm -hmm. so there were like three to five fitness experts at her time. Literally that is it. Fitness personalities. How many are they today? Two million, maybe more, maybe more fitness personalities. So there's so much more competition these days. It's crazy online. Do you listen to any podcasts, really read any books or follow any like entrepreneurs, people in the fitness space that you really look to, like something that's impacted maybe your like business journey? I have to be a little honest here. I try not to ever really look at people in the fitness space. And I know that sounds like a little weird. That makes sense. But- for a few reasons, I'll say this right now. If I see people in the fitness space, you know, doing really well, I don't want to get down on myself, A. And B, I don't really want to ever in the back of my mind, because I'm so creative about my workout and my workouts routine and what I say, I never want to subconsciously like accidentally copy them or like take ideas from what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I actually muted like every fitness professional online. I'm sorry if you're my actual friend out there, but every fitness girl online is muted for me. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I never want to compare myself. I don't want to accidentally copy. I don't want anything to do with it. And not in a way that like, I don't like them because they're amazing people. I just don't want to compare myself. I just don't. Well, it's something I was talking to a friend about last night was I was just saying, I don't even really listen to people now who do similar things to what I do. I like learning from people in totally different industries Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I get more out of it because at this point, I know pretty much everyone. Like I've, I've met them. I've yes. heard it. We all do the same thing. Yes. So I was like, I felt like a lot of it was not redundant in a bad way. Obviously we're all just sharing our experiences and we have a similar experience and I can always learn from the next person, but it's really cool. Like even last night I was listening to on the flight, a podcast with Blake Griffin oh, and cool. it's like so random. Like I just really like right now learning from people who do totally different things than I do. Yes. Especially when I'm in a space where I'm like, I don't know what my next move is. So I just want to hear everything. I completely agree. And when I said that, I almost like feel bad saying that because I truly do want to empower women. And I'm like, and I'm not not taking away from them. I'm also doing this and not paying attention to other people in my space because I don't want to compare myself. I don't want to like hurt my mental health. I'll be like, oh my God, they're doing this. They're doing that. I should be doing that. And so what you said is exactly what I do. I love taking inspiration from others who are not in the fitness space because I also don't want to be so tied to the fitness space. My background's in sports broadcasting. Um, I love so many other things. I love cooking recipes. Like I'm not just a fitness girl. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to just be like deemed as that. And I'm trying to kind of get out of that a little bit. I Do you want to go back to like sports broadcasting? Yes. Like more, okay. Desperately. I really <laughs> so do. Badly. So badly. I had so many jobs before. I was on Fox Sports West for two and a half years. And then I did the NBA awards. I worked for NBA a while. And then I did overtime. And with, when COVID hit, I lost all my jobs. Yeah. And now I'm just 
a fitness girl because it hasn't, you know, come back I think around. you're more of a personality, though. Like, I think you... Yeah, Kenzie, thank you. <laughs> like, that's what I was looking for. Um, no, you're right. You share so many other things. I wouldn't just say, like, you're... You know what I mean? I want to talk a little bit about growth on social media because you're killing it, specifically on TikTok. So we're going to go through platforms. Um, what are your best tips for growth on TikTok? Oh, man, I'm actually not that good at this. No, yes, you are. Have you seen your TikTok? I'm not that good. I don't even know any tips on TikTok. You're consistent. I try to be, but I take weeks off. I was killing it it last year at this time. I would get like a million views. I took three months almost off TikTok or like trying. My biggest tip on TikTok is to watch TikTok videos. You have to put in so many hours to TikTok because you actually have to see what's trending. And to go viral, you have to watch TikTok for at least an hour a day. It's literally the app sucks you in. But I will say my biggest app, which people have no idea about is Snapchat by far. My biggest following is on Snapchat and I'm obsessed with Snapchat. I do so much there. And if no one's been on spotlight yet, you have to be on spotlight. I have heard about spotlight because people were making so much money off of it. Oh yeah. You made money. I made money off spotlight. Okay. Wait, let's go into spotlight. Explain (laughs) this to me. Cause TikTok to me is like, everyone's talking about like, Oh, here are my TikTok tips. No one really is touching Snapchat right now and in Spotlight as much or talking about it. I honestly can't say enough about Snapchat. I think if you're consistent about it and if you post, by the way, nothing's on my Snapchat for the last four days, so I need to get on it. Um, So basically what I do is I try to go in camera. You have to film in the app in the Snapchat. Stop reposting for your Instagram stories and do it in the app at least like three to four frames a day. Um, They have added music that you guys can add. You have... Uh, hashtags. It's Snapchat. I don't want to compare it to TikTok, but it is becoming like a TikTok. So the trending videos and sounds and stuff, they have your own original sounds. And you guys, I'm pretty sure I don't want to just like make this up, but I knew that they were doing this a few months ago in November. They're giving him away a million dollars a day. Oh yeah. Oh, I heard, I think it was on like David Dobrik's podcast, like maybe six months ago, them talking about this kid who was making like a million dollars a week or something. I don't know if they're still doing it, but I do know that they're still giving away money. So basically what I mean by this, if you guys post a video and it goes viral, just like it does on TikTok and you have no idea what's going to go viral or not. So why not post? Uh Basically you can win money. So I posted one video that had, I think 750 K views, which on TikTok, I would probably make $5. And on Snapchat, I made three grand. It's like, honestly, like free money to me. Yeah. And so try Snapchat, you guys, why not post? I'm about to be in her car. We're driving to Santa Monica after this. I'm literally going to be like, I'm on Snapchat. I just (laughs) now am back on Snapchat for the first time in years, but just as like my personal hometown account, like I don't keep doing it, it. but I don't use it for like Kenzie Elizabeth stuff. So I need to get back on it in that way. Are you posting meals and workouts? Meals and workouts. Brands are starting to take hold of Snapchat as well. So I would say about a year ago, I didn't see any brand revenue and I would only see it through Instagram and, and now TikTok too. Now in the next year, I'm telling you 2022 brands are going to be on Snapchat. Well, it's interesting that you say this now. I was the other day thinking about how I should have jumped on TikTok from the start and I didn't. And I'm like, then I will not miss the next app. I will not miss the next platform. No, I think it's Snapchat. I really, really, okay. do. and I know Snapchat's already huge and Snapchat. But, but they kind of died out for a while too. And there's yeah. been a resurgence recently. I completely agree with you. Okay, so perfect. that's my biggest tip on social media and growing right now. Because what about Instagram? Instagram is way too freaking hard to grow on Instagram right that's now. Everyone says it's I can't do impossible. It. I've impossible. literally stayed at the same following. The only reason I went up about 4K recently is because I did a Snapchat giveaway. I said, go follow me on Instagram. Yep. And they did. <laughs> so it's Snapchat. So it's okay. Snapchat. Honestly, all the people that follow me on Instagram are like my Snapchat followers now. 
Wow. And it's been impossible to grow on Instagram. I lose a thousand followers a day on Instagram. It's awful. I have friends yep. who've lost like hundreds of thousands at this point. And I don't even know why. Yeah. I post the same shit. I it's do the weird. same exact it's stuff. It's really weird. I give really good workouts. Today I did a seven minute free abs routine and I lose followers. It's I so don't get it. Weird. You know why I think though? I think it's because Instagram is really trying to take away the bots, the bots a, but also, you know how we make money off an Instagram post. It's like you hold up a bottle and yeah. it's like, buy this. They want us to utilize the shop feature on Instagram. So whoever's using the shop feature, it's always the new feature that pushes you up. Well, I all of a sudden was growing again when they were pushing reels. Yeah. And I was growing like crazy on Instagram compared to what I normally do. And then the algorithm changed again to again. whatever's safe. I'm so tired Over of it. Like, I, I'm so sorry. I know this is my full-time job, but Instagram is not my full-time job. No. Just keep it the same for maybe six months. That's all I'm asking. Completely agree. And it's absolute bullshit. I'm going to just rail on Instagram right here for a sec because how do they not want us to make money? That's how we- It's insane. That is how we make money. So for you to take away the algorithm for influencers is really- stupid because they're pushing for themselves to get more money. And by the way, Facebook and Instagram, you don't need more money. So when you use that shop feature, they're pushing out the shop feature because that way they make a cut of it. It's bullshit. It really yeah, is. It's so stupid. Yeah. Do you have any YouTube tips? Uh, no, you would have better, way better. No, I, have I haven't anything. grown on YouTube in like three years. I, I have no tips for you too. I have no tips either. At this no point. idea. I think with YouTube, I like where I'm at. I like what I post and do, and I'm not necessarily going to go make like the next viral YouTube video. That's not really my thing. But I think with social media and it's something I remind myself of all the time, like my end goal isn't to be like this viral YouTuber necessarily. Not that I wouldn't want to grow, but I don't, and it's not anything against YouTube. Like YouTube is my main thing. That's my platform. That's where I came from. But it's like, I'm not looking to make like a certain type of YouTube video necessarily, yeah. you know? Also, but like long-term, whatever I want to do, it's still going to come from this. You know what I mean? So I'm okay with where right. I'm at and like staying true to myself. I love that. On that platform, but I can't fake it. And that's what hurts me on YouTube. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people can and I can't. No, I, I feel you. A lot of people grow on YouTube. I know a lot of girls who just grow fitness channels on YouTube really fast because it's burn a hundred calories, lose weight, yeah. get this six pack, lose your hip dips, which you can't fucking do. So, and I will never <laughs> title my videos that like I, yeah. the titles and the, uh, of some of these fitness videos are just like, I can't pick myself to do that. I will say if we're talking about like tips and stuff, newsletter. I just started a newsletter and I think okay. it's the safest bet that anyone in our industry can do. I recently did this and I agree with what yes. you're going to say already now. Because you can lose every social media platform. You, you can't never lose know. Your mailing list. You can't lose a mailing list and that's how you sell product. Yes. Well, I was pretty good about it for a while and then I've kind of been off and the girl who like runs my socials for the podcast recently, I was like, this is what we're doing. We're going back to newsletter because it is so crazy. I actually had a call with these people who are like a totally different industry. And I was confused as to how their business was so successful because they didn't have a massive social following either. But I'm like, I know you guys sell like yeah. 40,000 units. I know your sales. So I'm confused on where the sales are coming from. All newsletter. They're like, what we focus on, it's probably 80% newsletters over social media yeah. even. Yeah, like, it's crazy oh. because you can really target an audience and you can see the click-through rate as well. And mm -hmm. so if you're doing, if you're trying to get into anything right now, I would say Snapchat and newsletters. Okay, well, I'm glad that we're driving together because yes. I will literally, <laughs> I'm literally making a new public Snapchat right now as we do speak, it. guys. Do it, Very do exciting. it, do it. I encourage everyone to do it. What I do want to end off on with you, 
I want drinking hacks because you love drinking. I love drinking. I hate hangovers. What do you do? Like, what's your like drinking routine? Actually, I'm so happy you just asked me this because I've been drinking a lot lately because I've had my best friends come visit. And so uh, unfortunately, I've been drinking a lot. And so basically... Like last weekend, I had maybe three or four drinks and they're all like margaritas or like Mm -hmm. a sangria. And the next day I was so hungover that I could not move. This weekend on Saturday, I probably had like eight drinks over the course of a lot of hours, everyone, a lot of hours. And they were all tequila sodas. And in between each tequila soda, I had a glass of water. You know what's crazy? I was fine the next day. You're going to love this. I was at a bar this weekend. I had just seen your TikTok. I drink margaritas and ranch waters, which ranch water. Yes. Okay. So I say that to people and people are like, what is that? Because I guess water is it. It's such a Texas thing, but it's Topo Chico and tequila for those who don't know. But yeah, I was drinking out and I said, wait, excuse me, I need a water. And I was thinking about your TikTok, I'm like, a water in between <gasps> yes. my drinks? Yes. I did it. I did that. And I swear to you, I should have been so hungover on yesterday and I wasn't. I was like, wait, this is so weird. The one thing that I did was no sugary drinks, like not one ounce of sugar in, in my tequila soda, extra lime, that's it. And then water in between everyone. That's what I need to do. Let me tell you, I peed a lot. Yeah, that's the only thing that sucks. I have a Hydro Jug. They're actually a sponsor on the podcast, but I, it's a half gallon of water and I will literally fill up a half gallon of water. I'll put three liquid IV packs in there because it's so much water. And I get home, it doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m. and I chug the entire thing. And it doesn't matter if I had one drink. I'm very extreme because I can't risk it. I wake up feeling fine. Yeah. Another thing is I will literally schedule Smoothie King to be delivered to my house at 8 a.m. the next morning. And wow, that actually that really helps so too. so brilliant. Oh, I'm very efficient with it. Like my wow. drinks, like my water and my pajamas are laying out and I do my whole skincare routine. That is amazing. I need to get on that level. It's really good. But no, you had another thing. What, there was like vitamins or something. Yes. Take, okay. Right? So um, I'm not a doctor, just an FYI, but um, I take some digestive enzymes. I also take this thing called alpha lipoic acid. And if anyone actually is listening, this one's like, oh my gosh, she pronounced it wrong. I'm really sorry. But basically what it does is you take it about 30 minutes before you drink and it helps metabolize the sugar and alcohol. I might be totally wrong. This is what one of my nutritionist friends told me. And so I've been taking it and it's been, I guess, I guess helping. Also, I get really, really bad heartburn. And so the digestive enzymes just really help with that. So I can keep drinking. And then vitamin C, I take vitamin C because your immune system is run down when you're drinking and you're like around so many people. So you always want to make sure you're taking vitamin C either before or after you go out. And yeah, hydration is key. Whatever you said, that was the word that was hard to pronounce. I'm, that must be what Party Smart is or whatever. The pill at Whole Foods. I used to get this a lot too. And we would just take it 30 minutes before we drank, but it was like branded. So I yeah. know exactly what yeah. it was. And I'm not asking questions if it's going to help me. Sure. No, to- you know? 100% same. That's a huge branding point. Yeah. Good job on their branding, yeah, by that's the way. Actually, I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but that yeah. must be it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can they find you? Oh, everyone can find me uh, just at Katie Austin and the Katie Austin app for all my follow along in home workouts. Love. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation with Katie. Now let's get into listener call-ins. Hi, Kinsey. I just wanted to say I love you and I think you're fantastic. My question is like, what do you do when you feel like you don't know like what to do with your life? I don't know. Like I'm 23 and I feel like every day I'm like, is this right? Or like, am I doing what I should be doing or... I don't know, like, how do you know what to do or what do you do when you don't know what to do? If that makes sense. Okay. Hi. Hi. Yes. um, Love you too. I feel this all the time. I actually think it's really normal. And I think it's a good thing if you're feeling this way, because 
you are at least wanting more or, you know, thinking about your life at all. Right. But I also think at the same time, it's important to remember you are also only 23. I say this to myself all the time. And in a few days, I'm going to be 24. So then I'm sure, you know, there'll be another crisis with that. But um, I think it's really normal to not know what you want to do. I first off would recommend listening to last week's episode with Jessa Hastings. It's basically a survival guide for your 20s. And she talks a lot about how you don't need to know what you want to do and how that's very important. I would actually focus more on who you are and who you are becoming rather than figuring out what you want to do, because I do believe that that will kind of follow. And I think it's more important to focus on who you're becoming than it is to focus on what you're doing. Also, you're 23. I would try out different things. If you have any interest that you haven't really you know, dabbled in or taken maybe a little bit more seriously, I would just try out new things. You will never be this young again. And at 23, you probably have the least amount of responsibility that you'll have for the rest of your life. So I would use this time and kind of, you know, dabble in different interests, pay attention to different hobbies, learn what you like, um, learn what you don't like. And I really do just believe that if you are focusing on who you're becoming, you're going to get a lot of answers through that. So don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. You're only 23. But again, I get it because I feel this way all the time. And I'm like, how do I not put pressure on myself? And honestly, listen to last week's episode because it will help you a ton. I promise. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys have a question, a story, anything you want to share with the class, um, you guys can call 866-99-IOYSM and leave a voicemail at the beep. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday. 